Psalm 97. Yahweh reigns, let the earth rejoice. Let the multitude of the islands be glad. Clouds and darkness are all around him. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. A fire goes before him and burns up his enemies on every side. His lightning lights up the world. The earth sees and trembles. The mountains melt like wax at the presence of Yahweh, at the presence of the Lord of the whole earth. The heavens declare his righteousness and the people have seen his glory. Let them be shamed who serve engraved images, who boast in their idols. Worship him, all you gods. Zion heard and was glad. The daughters of Judah rejoiced because of your judgments, Yahweh. For you, Yahweh, are most high above all the earth. You are exalted far above all gods. You who love Yahweh hate evil. He preserves the souls of the saints. He delivers them out of the hand of the wicked. Light is sown for the righteous and gladness for the upright in heart. Be glad in Yahweh, you righteous people. Give thanks to his holy name. So this is another psalm for the Sabbath. In other words, it's a psalm for when you come into the presence of God with his people and sing. In other words, it's a psalm for when you go to church. A great psalm of praise. And this one is all about how God hates evil and wickedness and he'll destroy it. And that's worth singing about. <laughs> you might think it's a weird, weird to get so celebratory about the fact that God's going to destroy evil. But think about what it would have been like to live in Europe you know, all those years through World War Two, and, you know, you're living under oppression and, and um, you know, even, even German people today look back on that and they know that that was a, a dark period in their nation's history and they don't want to go back there again. And so it was difficult times. And when Europe was finally liberated, what did people do? They celebrated. And so this is what this psalm is all about. It's the fact that God is the God of all the earth the judge of all, and he's coming to punish evil and remove it, and that's something worth celebrating and singing about. And the song starts by saying, Yahweh reigns, he's in charge. In uh, the church in Mount Morgan, uh, when you first walk in, this is the Peace Church in Mount Morgan, when you first walk in, it's an old Gothic building, old Gothic style building, sorry, you know, high, you know, angular roof. And when you walk in there and look up there, right up above the top, it says, our God reigns. Well, that's this, that's Psalm 97 right there. Yahweh reigns. Ma an amazing thing to think about and contemplate. Do you know that um, I, I love history and uh, the uh, president of America, Abraham Lincoln, who is everyone's favorite president, it, he, he was a Republican, and it doesn't matter, though, whether you're a Republican or Democrat, everyone loves Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> I don't know anyone who doesn't, and I certainly do. He's my favourite of all the presidents, and he was a godly man, in my opinion. I know some people say he wasn't religious, but they don't understand what he meant when he said he wasn't religious. And what he, when, he, when Abraham Lincoln said he wasn't a religious man, what he meant was he didn't belong to one denomination, but he went to church all the time and was always reading his Bible and always praying. No, he was thoroughly spiritual, thoroughly loved the Lord. He was very religious in that way of thinking about it. But anyway, Abraham Lincoln, he went home early to be with the Lord. He was assassinated. And um, so at the time, there were significant people in American political life. And one of them was James Garfield. James Garfield ended up becoming president of America later on. But James Garfield at the time quoted 
this psalm, Psalm 97, and when Abraham Lincoln was assassinated, he said, God reigns. <laughs> and he said, and he added a bit more, the government of Washington is still in place. So I guess he was trying to tell the people, you know, the earth hasn't dissolved just because the president's been assassinated. You know, the Lord's still in control and there's still a government on earth as well. Thank God for that. Well, you know, governments sometimes dissolve though, but the Lord never dissolves. The Lord reigns. So the psalm goes on to talk about how righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. That's verse two. Now, if you think about that, that's a good and a bad thing. It's, it's a wonderful thought and a scary thought all at once. We, we love righteousness. We love it when judges are fair. So you think, you know, if, if you go to court, you know, if someone breaks into your house and they steal your stuff and they get taken to court, you want a fair judge. You want a just judge. You want one who's righteous. You want one who knows what's right and wrong and applies the law properly. You want justice because you've been hard done by. But... So if you, we want a just judge because we want wickedness to be punished. That's what this whole psalm is about. But the downside is that we are wicked. <laughs> Sin isn't just something that's in someone else's heart. It's in your heart and in my heart too. So that's the scary part. The scary part is we have a just judge who will punish wickedness. But the scary part is that we are the wicked. And so that's where we... we go to our Lord, when we go to court, we have to be in Christ. We have to be in the judge, so to speak. But the judge also went to the, went to the cross to bear our sins for us. So when the day comes for our judgment, we find that we're, we're not the wicked because we've been placed into Christ. So the justice of God is a, is, a, is a wonderful thing and thank God we have a just God. But at the same time, we have a merciful God but we must place ourselves in his mercy. And uh, it's also the reason why we shouldn't be so harsh and judgmental on other people because when we apply a lack of mercy towards others, it's, uh, you know, how can we do that when we have been the ones to receive great mercy ourselves? Verse six says, the heavens declare his righteousness and the peoples have seen his glory. The peoples are the nations. It's all the nations of the earth and they will see his glory, Christ will be glorified in all people. In verse 10, you who love Yahweh, now if you're a Christian and you love Jesus, then you love Yahweh, it, it tells you what to do. It says, you who love Yahweh, hate evil. He preserves the souls of the faithful ones and delivers them from the wicked. So we are people who love the Lord and we want to love him and we want to hate what he hates and that's a wonderful thing when you do. And the Lord promises that he will preserve the souls of his faithful ones, his saints. So what the Lord does, he does three things for us. Through the cross of Christ, we get all three. Number one, he forgives us our sins. So we have wickedness within us, but he forgives us, thank God. Number two, he purifies us from all unrighteousness. That's what it says in 1 John 1, 8 and 9, that, if, that he is faithful and just and will forgive us and purify us. So number one, he forgives, but number two, he purifies us so that we don't even love the sin anymore. We change. But third, eventually he takes us out of the presence of sin and we live in eternity with him. And sin isn't even a thing. It's not a thing in us, but it's also not a thing around us any longer. Thank God he does preserve the life of his faithful ones. That's you and that's me. 
Father, thank you for Psalm 97. Thank you for the joy and the fact that you are God who destroys evil. Thank you, Lord, for your preservation of of, uh, our lives and your faithfulness to us and the removing of evil from within our hearts. And later, Lord, that we will experience life evermore, uh, Lord, with no evil at all. Thank you, Lord, for your grace. And like the people who sang in the temple, you know, all those years ago, we agree with them. Lord, you are a wonderful God. Your judgments are good and we thank you for who you are. Amen.